downtown. So we've had many conversations on the show before about how the downtown core impacts our economy as a whole. And when a city's downtown suffers, we all suffer in the way of paying more taxes. So let's get into maybe there being a bit of a silver lining in this regard. Our guest is the executive director of Urban at the Urban Development Institute, excuse me, the Edmonton Metro Region and member of the Downtown Recovery Coalition Steering Committee members. Kaylin Anderson is joining us. Kaylin, good afternoon. Thanks for making the time. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. I'm delighted to join you, Chelsea. So let's just clarify a little bit about what we're talking about here when we're saying that the downtown of our city and of any major city impacts the city's economy as a whole. Can you expand on that? Yeah, you bet. Um, The easiest way to put it really is that our downtown is really our golden goose in terms of the taxes that it generates, which support all of the services across the the city. So it's less than 1% of the total land area of Edmonton, but it turns out just under 10% of all of the taxes. So when there's a decline downtown, when we take a hit, everybody feels that pain. And similarly, when we incent the downtown, when we grow it, when the businesses are thriving and the economy is bursting at the seams downtown, we all benefit, whether we visit the downtown or we don't. So thinking about what's taking place in our downtown right now, we know that there have been increased vacancy rates. Uh, There's issues of safety that a lot of people have referenced before on previous shows. Uh, Downtown Edmonton right now, not in a great position, right? No, it's not. And so really the Downtown Recovery Coalition, which includes all kinds of folks from, you know, private business owners to post-secondary institutions, um, one of the large unions, libraries, uh, and so forth. This is really a coalition of people who are saying it's time to really think about this um, with care and consideration and to look look the danger signs right in the eyes. So one of the major danger signs is that we have an almost a 24% vacancy rate. And since 2014, the assessed value of the properties downtown have dropped by $3 billion. So what that means is that that's the amount of money that would need to be absorbed elsewhere within the city of Edmonton to keep the uh, the general uh, kind of taxation system working as it is and to fulfill all of those obligations and aspirations that city council has set for Edmonton. So help us kind of absorb that shock because obviously, Caitlin, that is a, a huge number, $3 billion to be made up in in what kind of a time frame? What what does that mean potentially for for our taxes? What has that meant for our taxes? Yeah, well, I mean, before I'll tell you the good news, maybe one more sort of scary idea, and mm-hmm. then we can yeah, move because there is a solution. silver lining here. Yep. Mm-hmm. Of course, absolutely. We wouldn't be working on this if we didn't love our downtown and think that it was going to um, succeed for all of us. But now is the time for investment. Now is the time for bold moves. Now is the time for everybody to roll up their sleeves. So the other concerning trend is that notwithstanding the fact that we have this almost 24% vacancy rate, and we've already um, realized this $3 billion um, assessed value decline, is that because the work from home trend is continuing, when uh, tenants are renewing their leases for downtown space over the coming 12 to 18 months, there's a very strong likelihood that many of them will downsize the floor, like the floor plate that they need for their business, which will further increase um, uh, that vacancy downtown. So, So what do we do? What do we do? Well, we need to um, take out of the market, essentially, the uh, obsolete or excessive spaces that are currently... 
basically office, empty office buildings okay. entirely almost, or, or just major floors of many of them. And one of the ways to do that is to convert them to residential use. Um, and at the same time, there's so much development opportunity. Um, if we could in- have some incentives for housing, new housing construction downtown, we would really get a one-two punch out of this. So we'd both draw down that vacancy rate, which would have a really positive impact on the taxation system, and we would increase the residential units, whether through new construction or conversion of o- older office buildings, which would bring, you know, thousands of new people downtown permanently. And this is really the structural fix that we need for Edmonton. We've seen this example play out in other cities. Calgary has done this in a couple of buildings now. So is that sort of the model that we're looking to follow? Yeah, we're, we're very encouraged by the leadership that Calgary has taken on this issue. They introduced um, a housing accelerator grant in 2021, and they've seen good uptake. Um, our estimates are that if we did uh, the similar type of move here in Edmonton, that we could... Um, draw down that vacancy rate anywhere from two to seven percent and that we could add up to 1500 new housing units so um yeah calgary's doing it and the important thing to think about when we're considering calgary is that uh, you know investors across the canadian landscape of big cities their capital is mobile so they're not committed to edmonton or committed to toronto or vancouver or saskatoon they're committed to making good projects work that will go mm. so if calgary because calgary has done this incentive they're actually at a bit of a structural advantage right now and so uh, you know that's just one more reason why we kind of need to catch up uh, and, and get in that same game here in edmonton so how much how much opportunity is there in terms of uh, available properties that could be utilized in this way? Well, from a conversion standpoint, there's probably up to 10 that could uh, could be converted is the estimate. Each building needs to be looked at, you know, on its own. Some some buildings, as you can probably imagine, are just maybe not conducive to housing because they they're just too big. Um, but, you know, somewhere in that range of 10 are probably quite good candidates that could be examined um, by uh, owners and, and architects and that sort of a thing. And then when it comes to shovel rudgy excuse me, shovel-ready pro- uh, projects downtown. So that would be, you know, the famous uh, surface parking lots. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are many sites that have uh, planning permission in place. They have um, a developer who's keen, but just can't make the math work right now. So they're sitting idle until that market condition improves. So if we do something in Edmonton, like we've seen in Calgary, and there is an incentive uh, to get these projects going, we could see... We could see a great impact. And, and, you know, maybe I'll just add one more thing. It's, it's not that, you know, the private sector requires intervention by the, the, the public sector uh, in all times, in all places here. What we're actually trying to say is that Edmontonians are going to be paying for this hit downtown, whether they like it or not. So we might as well get some great buildings and new residents out of the mix while we're at it. Will these um, new options be be something that we could label as affordable housing options? Because obviously there's big concern uh, around what's available that people can actually afford. Yeah, a great question. And one of the interesting things about office conversions in particular is that typically they command lower rents um, because they're not in a brand new building. They maybe don't have all the same amenities. They might not have uh, all the parking, et cetera. There might be a whole range of different uh, reasons why. But what we're seeing in the market is that office conversions will generally be at that more uh, accessible rent level. Any brand new uh, building probably is going to be top of market because it's going to be, you know, shiny and new and um, 
so the, the what we need to achieve downtown is really the broadest possible diversity of housing options, you know, from deep subsidy uh, right up to, you know, kind of penthouse suites in high-rise towers and everything in between. And so the office conversion idea uh, really sort of, sort of fills a bit of a niche, uh, you know, in terms of where that, that range of market rents could be. So, Kaylin, when can we, as, as citizens of the city, as people that are, you know, kind of going through downtown, expect to see some some movement, some construction, some development? Well, so that's really the, the tricky spot that we're in, is that nobody's really kind of able to move right now. There's been quite uh, quite a challenging market downtown. Um, uh, interest rates are, are up. Construction costs are up. Uh, lending rates are up. Uh, these None of these things add up to uh, getting projects going. And at the same time, there are a few conditions downtown that aren't very favorable, such as continuing social disorder um, and, you know, maybe a lack of amenities for people and families to enjoy. So if we kind of go at this with an all hands on deck kind of approach and say, look, we need to invest in our public spaces. We need to do whatever we can to make Edmonton downtown safe and secure and somewhere that would feel really good, whether you're eight years old or 80. And then finally, make the key moves that other cities are making across Canada to address this vacancy rate head on and to try to proactively stimulate more housing development. I think these are the first steps that we can and must take together. And the first pivotal conversation related to this will be at uh, Urban Planning Committee um, next week. I think it's next week, October 31st. Yeah, yeah, yes, next week. Yeah, next Tuesday. Caitlin, you're a member of the Downtown Recovery Coalition Steering Committee. Uh, So obviously you have a major focus on downtown. I think this is one great way to invest in our downtown, obviously safeguard the rest of the the members of the city from having to pay increased property taxes. But what would be uh, something else that you would like to see either invested in or developed for downtown? What do you think would be the next project after this one? Well, the Downtown Recovery Coalition is pretty focused on three major areas. The first one is safety and security. The second one is cleanliness and like good, well-kept infrastructure, everything from the, the curbs to the trees to lights. And then the third one, which is, I think, probably where everyone's aspirations really want to go once we get those basics settled, are around transformational projects. So what great new things or ideas or spaces can we enliven downtown that are catalysts and kind of magnets for people's attention in and of themselves? So the Downtown Recovery Coalition really wants... Uh, Edmonton's downtown to be a place where people not only feel okay to be, but deeply desire to be. That's the ultimate goal. Kaylin, thank you so much for making the time this afternoon. Always a pleasure to join you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, anytime. That's Kaylin Anderson, Executive Director of the Urban Development Institute to Edmonton Metro Region and member of the Downtown Recovery Coalition Steering Committee.